Well, thank you for letting me do that with the children. I think it's important to include them on days today, like today, and just let them enter into the story, you know, because they hear so much of the story of Santa Claus and and shopping and presents, and they really need to know the real reason why we celebrate this holiday. Yes, if you need some more, you can take some more. (laughs) But I wanted, as adults, to talk about the significance of these three gifts, because the gold, frankincense, and myrrh really had a lot of meaning. And the Bible, when we read the Bible, we have to be willing to dig deep, right? We have to be willing to go further and to understand culturally, historically, and really with the Holy Spirit, what he's telling us. It kind of is an unlocking of a treasure, when we, when we read the Bible and we search it deeper. So today we're going to talk about the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, and the gifts that the three wise men gave to Jesus as worship to him. You know, these gifts were very costly. A lot of scholars say that they really funded his whole life. His, 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 his ability to become a carpenter, to be taken care of, to fund his ministry as he got older, because the gold, frankincense, and myrrh carried so much value. And we're going to talk about the gold first. So the gold really represents a covenant of love. You know, if you look at your finger, if you're married, you probably have a gold ring on. And gold really explains that everlasting love that we share with our spouse. And it's also, if you think about um, when you hear money people, investors, they always say what? To invest in gold because it's the lasting value on earth, right? It's something that doesn't wear out. Even though it's beautiful and it's soft and it's malleable, it's something that lasts forever. And so when God gives us the gift of love, it's symbolized in the gift of gold that the wise men gave Jesus that day. It's a universal symbol of love. Gold represents spiritual and heavenly love. Divine love. The sacred articles in the temple, <clears throat> then we, when we read Exodus and all of the instruction and how to overlay the, the instruments that were used in sacrifice and in worship, and in the temple, it all had gold um, built inside of it because it was a symbol of God's love for his people. And when we read Revelation, what do we hear about the streets in the new heaven and the new earth? They'll be laid with gold. So gold, just like in Jeremiah 31, 3, it says, The Lord appeared to him long ago, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And therefore, I have drawn you out with kindness. Gold represents God's everlasting love toward us. His never-ending promise towards us to love us, to protect us, and to be with us. So when Jesus came to earth that day, the wives' men were compelled to give him gold, to give him their, their everlasting love towards him, and to receive him as everlasting love. So just like the covenant ring of gold given in marriage, we can give back to Jesus on Christmas Day a gift of love. Our hearts, right? We don't have gold to give to him today, but we have our hearts 
to give to him today as a sign of our love and as a covenant to our king. (laughs) So I'm going to invite you just really quick to just imagine in your heart that you have a gift of love to give to Jesus. So we're going to close our eyes and we're going to ask, Father, we ask that you receive our love today. In our hearts, God, we set apart our hearts, not for love of the world, not for love of things, not for love of power, of fame, of comfort. God, but we give you our heart of everlasting love this morning. Just like the wise men traveled so far to give gold to baby Jesus, Father, we receive your love and we give you our love as a covenant to enter into this covenant of everlasting love that you offered us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The second gift is frankincense. So frankincense is represented with oils. A lot of you that do essential oils might use frankincense for different things, but it's a very, very ancient oil. But it was also very costly and very... um, It was used as an aromatic oil, and it was offered way back in Leviticus as an offering, an incense of worship, right into the um, Ark of the Covenant, and also for grain offerings, it was used. So when incense is burned, it produces that aroma or that smoke that goes up, and God loved that as an offering, and the people of Israel used frankincense in that way. And this kind of worship is always symbolic in the Bible of prayer, of worship. And so when God hears our prayers, it's like a sweet aroma of worship to him. And it's also... um, When you look at an aroma in the air, you think of breath or air, and it's the same word in the Hebrew for spirit. So we can take this idea of frankincense and look at the association of the spirit of truth. In John 15, 26, it says, when the helper comes, right? whom I will send to you from the Father, namely the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, and he will testify about me. So this gift of frankincense was really a prophetic kind of inclination of the Spirit of truth coming not only as worship up to God with our prayers, but also his Holy Spirit coming as truth in our life. And we get to receive that as a gift from the Father. In John 20, 22, it says, And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And so when we give God back this gift of frankincense, we're saying, We covenant with you to stand in the spirit of truth, to receive the spirit of truth as our guide, as our um, dedication to this truth. It's a symbolic devotion to the truth. Applying it to our lives and being dedicated to learning him as truth. How many know that when we read the word, we read truth? 
and we read who Jesus is and what he, what he is in our life, we read that truth and that spirit of truth comes to our life and it directs us. So let's pray about um, giving him our dedication to this spirit of truth this morning. Father, we thank you, God, that your spirit of truth is with us. Like Emmanuel, God with us. Your spirit of truth lives inside of us and we dedicate our lives to stand boldly in that truth. To not be swayed back and forth by the world and what the world wants to tell us and the lies of the world, but to be firmly planted and dependent on your word and your spirit of truth today, God. We offer our dedication to you, just like the wise men offered the frankincense to you as a baby father this morning, we dedicate our lives to that spirit of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. The last gift is myrrh. Now, myrrh is really interesting. I didn't really know. I had to do some research. Because when you see it in pictures, it's like this, like this hard rock oil, kind of like a shea butter, if you've ever seen that in that natural form. But it's actually a resin. A resin is kind of like a a substance that comes seeps out of a tree. So anytime a tree is like damaged or maybe there's insects trying to attack the tree or there's a, um, a infection, you know, the, the tree will produce the resin as a protectant. It'll, it'll produce the resin as a guard against insects. And so it's that thing that comes out of trees, I guess. And myrrh was super, super rare and very, very expensive because what they used to do with it, they would make perfumes with it. They would make anointing oils with it, like a salve, you know, that would, that would cover your skin and that would protect. And myrrh was um, used in the book of Exodus, And it was used as the anointing oil that would be poured over the heads of Aaron and his children as high priests. Now, what did the high priests do? They served in the temple. So this myrrh, this anointing oil, was really a representative of what Jesus would do on earth as the priest, the high priest, the servant who would take his cross and would die for us, right? Serving mankind, Um, And so myrrh is a symbol of this. And we know in the rest of Jesus's life that he modeled servanthood. And all of us every day, right, can look at his life and say, you know what, I need to be a servant like Jesus. Even to those that don't deserve it, right? Even to those that maybe take advantage of us. But Jesus modeled that kind of service, that sacrificial offering by dying on the cross for our sins. So when the wise men gave him that gift of myrrh, they were really prophetically saying, he's going to be the servant king, the one that would serve humanity for eternity by dying. And when we take the gift of myrrh, we are symbolically saying that we will do the same, both for him and for those he loves. That's you and that's me. That's the person next to you, right? We commit our life to serve. In Matthew 22, 37 and 39, somebody asked Jesus, he said, teacher, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the greatest and foremost commandment. 
But then he said, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that scripture, more than any, I think, just really represents the life of service that both Jesus took and that he commands us to live by, is to love our neighbor as ourself. So we love Jesus by serving him and loving and serving one another. And Father, we thank you for this gift that you've given us, this example of service. And this morning, God, just like the wise men gave that gift of myrrh, Father, we give you our lives of service, both committed to serving you, but also committed to serving one another. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you wrap these three gifts up into one, really what we're giving Jesus this morning is our heart. It's our whole heart. The wholeness of our being, right? It's the wholeness of our being, our everlasting love, our dedication to the truth, to what he tells us, and finally serving him with our whole heart, serving one another with our whole heart. That's the gift that we're giving him today. And just as the gift of the wise men symbolically represent our hearts today, we want to give him our whole being this morning. Amen. Would you stand up with me? We're going to close in prayer and then we're going to sing together. But Father, we just thank you for this families here today that make up your family. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins, for coming this day many, many, many years ago and creating a way of salvation for us. And this morning, just like we remember the gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Father, I pray that every person in here has either given their heart to you before or will recommit this morning to give their hearts, their whole being to you, God, in everlasting love, in dedication to the word and the spirit of truth. And also, God, to serve you and serve one another with their whole hearts. We thank you, Jesus, that we get to celebrate you today. We thank you that we get to celebrate your birth and that you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen.